Welcome to So Far So Rare. We're here with Santa. San- I was trying to think of a pun around your name. Should have thought about it beforehand. Samta. 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 Santa. Samta. 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 Samta's the one. It was right there. Oh, my word. How are you? You're back. I think you were here not too long ago. I say not too long ago, but it was probably like four months ago. Yes, I'm very well, thank you, mate. Uh, I'm I'm very excited for for Christmas and for the winter football, mm. uh, and for the transfer window. I've already started looking at that. Uh, it's part of the job, obviously, and it's part of a so rare manager's lifeblood, isn't it? I'm trying to anticipate January transfers, or I think more accurately nowadays, dreading um, and trying mm. to avoid January transfers, particularly now that Saudi shadow is looming. It's going to be really difficult, but uh, yeah, I can't complain on the personal side, mate. How are you? I'm grand. Um, I have a great story to tell you later. I went to Hamburg last weekend and had a lot of fun. Um, I was at the St. Pauli Hamburg game, 2 each. Brilliant, but I have a very fun story from that weekend. We'll get to it. Uh, we're going to talk through these pitch notes. You've what, jumped up to Super Rare, which is fun. Um, you also got a signed shirt. Not necessarily from So Rare, but it's a So Rare signed shirt, which is kind of fun. We'll talk about that. And then we'll obviously talk um, listeners' questions and go off on one. Um... First off, do you think Saudi's going to come and wreck the gaff in January and just spoil everyone's party? And also, from so rare, and I, and I didn't tell you to prep this or anything, so tell me, John, I need to go and prep this, let's do it another day, but like, is there anyone at the forefront of your mind that's like, oh, he dies in January because he's going to X? I mean, there's all those players at like under 23s at like Challenger and stuff. Is there anyone who you think like, oh yeah, he dies in January? There's no one There's no one that springs to mind like, oh my God, he's, he's in trouble, but I, I don't tend to have... I think generally you think about your own gallery, right? And 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 you'd be worried about your own cards first and foremost. I don't. Yeah. I don't really have too many of those cards because I don't. I don't tend to mix into like the Salzburg and the PSV and the Feyenoord stuff like that. Though those aren't my cards. Um, if I had to go somewhere with it, I would be very worried about Kyle Walker Peters mm. because he is an absolute killer at Championship level, and I am reaping the benefits of his limited card at fifteen percent. Uh, bonus five percent, five percent collection, five percent hangover season bonus from last year, not reminted, and then five for actual XP. So by the end of the season, if he stays at Saints, he could feasibly be sort of 17 18 percent. And he's an absolute like wrecker, like 64 L15 or something like that. And uh, if I lose him to say a Premier League club in need of a right back in January, which I don't think is out of the question. I lose a I lose a pretty amazing card to what is probably becoming then a backup role. So, okay, I don't have the don't have it from the challenger perspective, but um, I do have quite a lot of second division cards. So maybe I should start worrying about that sort of stuff. Thanks mm. for that. Yeah, I have. It hasn't crossed my mind once, um, but it has now. Do you know what I mean? It hasn't crossed yeah. my mind yeah, once yeah. at this point when you mentioned the transfer window coming. So. I don't know. I've just I mean, everyone with a Salah is going to be really worried, right? But I like I I struggle to believe that January is the time for him. I, I I do think that maybe next summer we're having a different conversation. But the big hitters, remember, like if it was hard to get them out of Europe in the in the summer, like Aussie men turned stuff down, Salah bids were rejected. If it was hard then, it's even harder now because yeah. these teams are in the middle of the season. They're, they're less inclined to lose these players than ever before. Mm. So I don't think it's going to be as bad. However, there's still going to be some rotters here and there that people are going yeah. to go, ooh, about. And, and we, we don't know what it's going to be, but there'll be something. There'll be some. I also love it when it goes the other way, though, when you get like a wee, ooh, don't mind if I do. You know, we ooh. I'd love to see like Barry Ashile leave Chelsea. That's not going to happen or whatever. I haven't even heard a rumor of that. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I'm thinking of my own gallery. Now, he's obviously back playing, so he's at the front of my mind, but he was subbed or uh, he was uh, benched last night. Um, but like, imagine him going off to like a Monaco or something again. I don't know. I just have so many cards in my gallery. I've just that isn't a rumor. That isn't anything. I'm just thinking like those wee random ones that just come out of nowhere. I have loads of wee people. Like, I don't know. Adila Shish. I'd love him to just go somewhere. Ravella. Oh, go somewhere, mate. Um, who else? <laughs> Rafael Aoi. Be the big yeah. transfer of this January. It's not going to happen. But you get yeah. my point. I just I, I just know, want I one of these wee fluky ones to just go yeah. somewhere and be like celebrations. Anyway, I've got uh, I've got DH. You know the goalkeeper. Uh, mm. He was the under twenty three guy. I've got him in rare. I won him as a reward right at the end of last season. I've not used him once because his his loan finished, and now he's a backup goalkeeper at Mets. Like I'm just mm. sat there with him. It's like, go on, mate. Just just turn around and just say the it. bench ain't the bench isn't for me. I want to go on loan to the second division. Just do it. Oh, mm. that would be amazing. 
you know what's huge for me? I mentioned it last week's podcast, Tob Lason, it seems to be like yep. playing now. Not in a team that's gonna keep clean sheets, which is the ball ache. Like it it's almost probably bad for me because it'll make me think I can compete at under twenty three super rare when I can't compete at under twenty three super rare because my goalkeeper's <laughs> never gonna score more than forty four points. But um it's still nice to have the option of an under twenty three super rare goalie. Um so let's let's I don't let's hope the first goalkeeper for that club is in great spirits, having a wonderful time, enjoying a month off for Christmas. But let's hope he doesn't play football for a while, if you know what I'm saying. Um, right. Let's go and talk about the pitch notes first. So, this is a celebration for me. And I'm over the moon, because it shows they're listening. I did it take a few months, it did. But I've had another rant last week. Um, I'm not saying this is anything to do with me, but I mean, they're listening to the community as well. I mean, not me. But you have heard me over the last months being down about this because it pisses me off for our next jersey drop we're going to test a new system where managers can exchange coins for a ticket to enter a random draw to win a jersey yes that's a big win that's what we've been asking for isn't it that's good of course it is yeah obviously the the bots have been people have designed bots and have just been (laughs) sweeping this stuff up and it's been and even without the bots the kind of the kind of first come first serve element was probably quite exciting the first three four times but now it's like you need to just be like ready you know mm. all thing all fingers at the go and just be like right it's 5 p.m go 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 or 4 p.m or whatever it is as you can tell i haven't tried uh, i don't even know what time yeah, the drop yeah. is but it's 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 not a healthy system and then when when people started designing those bots that swept them all up i mean i mean where's the value in that you know it's, yeah. it's a thankless exercise so buying a ticket for a random chance i mean i would say that 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 means the price of coins needs to come down maybe if it's only a shot would you would you agree well, i imagine you're gonna get refunded no okay fine refund refunded you maybe, don't get maybe, it is would well, also be they, fine. they haven't declared that they haven't declared that so maybe it is if it was going to be do you want to know how like delu- i don't know how how much of a dick i am i'll actually i don't think i'll be annoyed no i wouldn't be annoyed i think i'd still prefer it but part of me is like no I don't want it now being 10,000 instead of 35. I don't want to be competing against 2,000 people. I want to be competing against the 1,000 people that can currently afford it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I have 140-something coins because I've been saving. I don't want to have to compete with everyone who has 10,000 coins for that jersey. Do you know what I mean? I want it to still be 35k, but yep. I want it back if I don't get it. Or even That's don't okay. give me it back. I can't spend them anyway. Let me no, just have you, shots. You, I think I think you I think you need it back if it's that expensive. That's yeah. the thing. I think you either you either drop the price and say, look, Snoop, like just it's it's uh it's a roulette spin at ten K, fifteen K, whatever it is, and drop the price a bit. Um and bear in mind, like I so I you know, I don't play to the same same level as you, I don't have as many lineups in, in, in higher scarcities and stuff. I've been saving up my coins to do I have forty eight thousand. So imagine the impact on me, who I've not spent a coin really ever. I've got like one extra training lineup. But I play, I played, you know, three, four lineups in rare, bunch of limiteds, and one super rare. I've been playing every every week all the way mm. through the year, and I have forty eight thousand coins. Now imagine it was thirty five k, and you won't get it back, but you might not get a shirt. I'd be like, well, I'm not doing it. Yeah. yeah. So again, it helps you, but it, it's not attractive to me. So it's either drop drop the coinage, and uh, and say it's a it's a roulette spin. Or do give it me back if I if the ticket you know doesn't let me in the building. Yeah, it can't be hard for them to work out who they've took the coins off and refund everyone who doesn't no, win. No, it can't be hard. Yeah. No. Um, e- either of those scenarios, I'm fine with. Just yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I, I do agree. It can't be 35k and you burn them because there'll be too many disappointed people, and that'll just come back to this whole everyone being raging. And the thing is, people need to realise now that it's like, I won't bitch again. I'll be like, oh, I didn't win. Oh, I didn't win. And it might be a year of not winning, but that's the game. You know what I mean? People can't be annoyed if it's a fair play and feel now. We can't be like, I spent 10 down and I didn't get my shirt and I spent it the next week and didn't get my shirt and this guy's won two. Like, yeah, yeah. I might win two guys and if I win two in a row, you just can't start calling influencer bollocks. It's a game <laughs> we're playing. I'll tell you um, what, there is another way to acquire signed shirts on So Rare. Okay, tell us. <laughs> what you can do, which is what I've done, is... um. And actually, I have to I have to hat tip uh, our good friend Andrew Laird here. Um, Andrew Laird was scrolling around, I don't know why or how, or on the depths of the internet, and found a signed, so rare Aston Villa shirt from last season in the Premier League on eBay. 
mm. listed on eBay and sent me, the, sent me the link and was like, hey, look at this, because he knows that I'm a Villa fan and I might want it. And obviously last season was, was particularly momentous for my team. Like we got, we got back into Europe for the first time in 13 years. We were unreal. Uh, we've just won 14 home games in a row. Like right now I'm, I'm buying all Aston Villa memorabilia, 100%. Mm. Anything signed by any of these players, I'm all over. Um, Led sent me the, uh, the link and was like, it, it was up for like $200 or something like that. Two, yeah, $200 on eBay. And uh, we quickly worked out that it had been listed by one of one one of the mem- community members that I think a lot of people will probably know, Surface to Wear Missile. Mm-hmm. Uh, Led got in touch on Discord, and I ended up saying, "Well, if you take it off eBay, and I I will send you I'll send you a hundred pound plus postage uh, worth of ETH via a wallet transfer. Post it to me from the west coast of the USA, and uh, and I'll take it and." There it is. <laughs> For those that are listening, uh, I have a shirt in my hands. For those that can see, here it is. And you've got a little certificate too, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. It comes with uh, anyone that's had one of these shirts will will know that you have a congrats from so rare, and then you have a certificate of authenticity as well with like a number on it. So that's quite cool. Uh, just certifying that it's official merchandise. So, so thanks to service, <clears throat> thanks to service to wear missile. That's um, incredible. I want to ask and, you. How much was yeah. postage? Uh, it was like $28 or something like that. So okay. like, call, 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 call it 125 all in, in pounds. If you 125 want. pounds, right? So yeah. if we're going to do the maths here, everyone wants to know how much a coin costs. If we divide <laughs> 125 pounds by 35,000 coins, which I'm pretty sure is the price now, if this ended up being more or less, I'm sorry, guys, my maths will be off. <clears throat> it means that one so rare coin based off your transaction was worth not point not not three five seven pence let's times that by a hundred now let's times that by 35 to work out what a thousand co- oh my god my mind times that by a thousand to work out what a thousand coins is worth it means a thousand coins is worth three pound fifty seven all right not far off a limited threshold that yeah so three pound <laughs> fifty seven for a thousand coins and if i times that let me work this out. If I times that by 35, that would get us back to 125, so that's correct. So if we divide that by the 35 again, so 1,000 coins are worth £3.57. And I have 141 of those. I have 141,000 coins. I have £500 worth of so rare coins. Fantastic. Supposedly. And, you're, and you want to just stick them all on the roulette wheel for maybe a shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aren't they more valuable now? Aren't they more valuable now? So that would mean if the spin of the shirt was actually like you burn the coins, if you burn 10,000 coins, that would be like burning £35 based off the rate that you bought Mm. that shirt. There you go. Maybe we need more examples of this to come up with an average price. Maybe. I've set set a market. I don't know how well I've set it. Um, But to me, anyway, obviously the shirt was up there. It was just listed for, for 200 and I just said to Led, Tell tell him that I'll give him a hundred quid if uh, he doesn't get the bid he wants, and he was like, "I'll take that now, done." And just took it off the took it off the market. Mm. And then we did this whole thing, which you, you'll probably find amusing. We tried to figure out how to send each other, or how I could send him money, mm. because I'm in a different country and my PayPal is blocked for reasons we won't get into, so I couldn't use PayPal. We sat there for like half an hour exchanging ideas on how we would do this until we eventually realised, mate, we both have, we both have cryptocurrency wallets. This is literally what this stuff was designed for. Yep. But because it's so not normal to do this, right? Mm. Like these kinds of transactions are not, they're not part of our daily lives. I have never, ever paid anybody directly using that sort of thing. It never occurred to me and it never really occurred to him. And after half an hour of going back and forth, one of us, I think it was him, he's smarter than me, was like, oh, why don't you just pay me an ETH? And I was like, (laughs) it does require trust though, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. But, um, but we yeah, well, that. but well, there you there you go. We had the trust. Yeah, there you go. Because I'd love to like Andrew Laird, you know, his. Uh... Mm, yeah, S- such a reputable guy. I could just reputable send. I just guy. know I can send. I can send Laird down. He's stacked nowadays, and uh, I can just send him across the country to go and beat him up if uh, if he doesn't Fair. send me the shirt. Laird is a muscly man. Laird's the type of guy who goes to the gym like eight days a week. Um, <laughs> the I was going to say something to you there, and I've lost my trail of thought. What the fuck was it about? Oh, mate, it was on this. Shirt delivery, ETH. Yes, I'd love to buy things in the real world with ETH. Be a great way to launder money. 
<laughs> you know it'd be amazing yeah. it'd be absolutely yeah. amazing but alas here i am paying all my taxes um so that, that is the first thing i've ever bought that isn't a, a digital card with cryptocurrency i think trying if i bought anything i think that's the first thing ever <clears throat> i've bought other nfts but i've never like have i ever sent someone eth for something i don't think so i don't think no. i have um, they're soon going to launch their second collections event once again for select collections of the 22-23 season. Okay, so they're going to do more of that, rewarding collectors. Would you, this is a question, random one, would you like them to state which clubs at this stage or not? Would you like to be random or would you like people to have a chance to prepare? We talked about this last week, I think, where I was saying, like, if you tell everyone the clubs that it's going to apply to now, you will sort of ignite the market on those cards. Maybe, or, it's not artificially because we know why, but equally you're not giving the people that have collected the cards because they want to collect the cards the reward when the time comes but equally they'd start off an advantage if they've already collected but it does mean a whale could come in and swoop and just clean up but it if, if they gave us notice on the clubs it's not going to be so much notice that people are going to be able to swoop in there and, and start to move up the leaderboard is it like there's yeah, you're right, because the 90 days... Presumably, yeah, the 90 days means that you can't really just steal in and do it in a week. Yeah, unless you just are an absolute whale, but then you're probably coming in and offering the guys who've collected, like, absolute bank for their special editions, if you're really going to prize it away. And, why would and you really, do that? what is the point in that? Like, especially if you're just picking a random club, like, oh, yeah, if it's Rail Betis or something, you don't even care about them. Like, why would you mm. then go and pay probably 200% market rate because that's what you need to do because you need to go ahead and get all the jersey mints or all the, the one-offs because to get to the top of the leaderboard, that's what you have to do. Yeah. So you're never going to make up that ground. So I don't think it, I don't think it really matters. I, um, I, I don't think it matters for them. And I also just don't genuinely don't think it matters if they tell me this now or if they tell me it when it launches. I, I don't mm. mind. All I remember is that last time they did it, none of the clubs that I collect, which is only two, were involved. And I was a bit sad. So... Hopefully I'm not sad next time. Yeah. I don't think I'm... Oof, have I got anything? I've got Granada and Southampton limited collections. I'm like... I've got like 20, 25 of 28 cards in each. Um, I'm just nowhere I, near it. So oh, I think oh, no, I'd yeah. be eligible for something in Granada if they did it. But mm. they have they didn't do it last time. I'm like nowhere near anything, to be honest. Danny Pereja? Well, 21-22 season, I have a couple. But like in the 22-23 season, my best is Liverpool, where I've got 8 out of 29 cards, a score of 180, and I'm 192nd. And I'm not chasing that. And then I've also got Austria Lustenau, by the way. For some reason, yeah. I have a Hakim Ganoush and a Brian Teixeira. Oh, I have Teixeira's jersey mint. So I'm 14th with just two cards. Okay. Top spot's actually takeable, 530 points. Oh, maybe it's not. Maybe a big man's talking not. himself into it. He's went off on some. <laughs> yeah, as if I want an Austria Lustenau signed shirt. What is this? <laughs> what is, is this? Yeah. Ugh, a part of me would love to go off on one though. Like, um, my dad has some poly stack. I bought him. I wonder where he comes up if I go and look. And you know what? The fucker's not going to play this ever again. I bought him an extra card there, so we went and watched some poly. Um, and I picked him up like a, a Saliakis to go into the stack. Now these get they're top of the league at the minute, like so. Like this is a decent team. <coughs> he never plays it. Um, where does he place? I'm intrigued in terms of their. Okay, so he's nowhere because their cards from all over the gaff. He has seven of their twenty two, twenty three cards. Um. Anyway, yeah, not gonna build a St. Pauli stack, but will I tell you a story from St. Pauli? Mm, please it looked great from the one photo i saw yeah i really didn't post a lot so it was initially like so a personal trip do you know what i mean like it was my my dad and his mates support some poly i might have talked about this in the podcast probably like a year ago um more because the ethos of the club and all that than actually like that any of them lived in some poly or whatever they love the whole the the ethos of the club and very left-wing and kind of socialist or whatever but um him and three of his mates and me went last year and this year they booked to go for the Hamburg Derby. Now they knew they weren't going to get tickets, but they booked to go. Um, 
just kind of like, look, we'll be in the city. The atmosphere is going to be amazing. So that's why we went over. Now I did, I managed to bag two tickets and told him an hour before kickoff, which was kind of nice, a nice moment because he is a big fan. Like he does, he follows all their games and all that and loves it. Uh-huh. Um, so that was a nice moment. But um, And I'm going to make a short out of that. That's how I got the tickets. I was like, I'll make a sh- this lovely short and promote you if you get me tickets. But um, so we did was that. that. direct to the club or was that through so rare? So rare, so rare. I had to beg to get those tickets. I don't think they initially had them. But anyway, we um, went over and after the game, we're sat in this like ultra pub. So beforehand, ultras over there don't fuck about, by the way. And now, whether or not they're actually like big hard lads or whether it's just like mob mentality, but there's a load of guys with like balaclavas running around. And the St. Pauli ones were all black with like a red, like, ba- like not even a full like balaclava. I don't know. Is it a balaclava when it's like a, I don't know, like a wee snood over your mouth and nose? I mean, it's not it's not technically a balaclava, but I know what you mean. Yeah, you can what just is see that? the eyes. They're all I mean, wearing snoods. It, it, it is literally a snood or a scarf, isn't it? They just they yeah. just cover half their face. Next scarf. So they've all yeah. got red ones of those. And there's like, I'm talking like, I, I, it was actually really weird. Walking up towards it, we didn't actually know they'd be there, but they walked down the street beside the stadium. And I mean, it was like the first time in my life I've probably like seen like people marching like that. Normally in parades and stuff, people are quite spaced out and someone's throwing things in the air and someone's playing drums and someone's dancing and shit. This was like, a mob of like a thousand, two thousand, whatever people, like you just seen heads. It was, it was, it was kind of weird. I've never actually seen that, um, and they all looked the same. But like as you started coming up towards it, the guys were on front of it were almost policing it and getting everyone to put their phones away. Like no phones, put your phone away, delete that phones away. And it's like yeah. fucking hell. So I caught a couple of wee slimy shots, like, but they were like not impressed if anyone was recording. It's like this isn't that vibe, um. Anyway, we got in, walked around. So let's just give you a bit of context. I'm, I'm going off. This isn't the story. The story begins after the game. We go into a bar that, like, load of ultras are in it. You know, you see them. They're all there in the black. Their neck scarves are hanging out their pockets on tables and whatever. And we were standing for ages because it was bonged. Finally got sat at a table. And we sat down beside these four lads. Now, never let the truth spoil a good story. I'll be honest with you. None of them looked particularly hard. But they were definitely St. Pauli ultras, and I'm claiming that. But we're sitting, having the crack, me and my, my dad and his friends, and one of them goes like, where are you guys from? Ireland. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, good. Having a bit of a chat. And they start pointing at my mate um, and saying he looks like the Darmstadt. He's like, my uncle, more. Um, you look like the Darmstadt manager, Thorsten someone, right? And showing the photo. And it's just this big, bald, kind of half-gingery looking guy or whatever. And it's just kind of funny. Right? So they start calling him Thorsten, and that's great crack. And we're all laughing. Things are good. We cheers here. Uh, we prost, or whatever they say in German. And then I thought, this is hilarious. So I went, oh, my God. You look like my mate. Like, you... Oh, no, I didn't say that. Sorry. I said, you look like the guy who plays for that team. You look like the guy who plays for that team. Let me find him. Let me find him. And they're like, oh, who, who, who? And I'm pointing at one of the guys, and then I go, like, this guy. Oh. Can you see it? Yes, I can see it. So I literally just Googled ugly potato. Now, if you're listening on podcast, I just showed a photo on my phone of this really ugly potato, right? And the boys around him shat themselves laughing, right? My dad and my uncles and stuff burst their shit laughing. I'm having a great time. The guy himself kind of gave a giggle. But, you know, once the laughing stops, looks at me, have you got a fucking problem? And I, I was like, what do you mean? Have you got a problem? And he kind of stands up, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you saying about me? Right? And his mates are like, calm down. And I, I actually got my back up then. Because as I say, if I try and tell you this story and be like, they were some poorly ultras and they were big scary men. And I stood up to them. It makes me look like, oh, look how hard John is. Look at him. Oh, you're so hard, lad. But no, they, they weren't hard looking guys. But I was just like, fucking calm down, mate. It's a joke. I don't actually think you're a potato. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit of a laugh. <laughs> and he got a he got a wee bit irate and then his mates sort of told him to calm down and apologised for him and then the, the, three, the three of them left and one of them stayed about ten minutes later. But I nearly got in a scrap with this... Impo- the headline is, I nearly got in a scrap with this Impoli Ultra because I told him he looked like a potato. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. The question is, the most important question is, how much did he look like this potato? So if I'm being honest, I think why he actually got a bit irate is that when he stood up, I noticed he was very short. Afterwards, I didn't know you don't know how short someone is when they're sitting down. Generally, he was no. much shorter than his friends. He wasn't overweight, but he was the fattest of his friends, and he wasn't bad looking, but he was the ugliest of his friends. And was he um, bald? No, he wasn't. Okay, but like he just 
I don't know, maybe I picked, maybe any of the other ones would have took it, but maybe he just had a bit of insecurities about the fact that of his friend group, he was definitely the ugliest man. But I hope he's not listening, because he might come find me. Um, anyway, that was my story of the week. Have you ever gotten a fight with an ultra? <laughs> thankfully not. No, no, thankfully not. I've seen I've seen plenty of those sort of marches and displays that you're referring to. Because um, obviously in England, for Champions League games... The way the police handle the away fans is they uh, they kind of like make them all they got herd them into a group and then they march them from a certain point to the stadium mm. and they like police escort like a thousand people all at once and it's a really good opportunity for those for those people to basically do a bit of a march you know sing some songs use the megaphone do some choreographed stuff lights some flares and it looks really ominous right it's a bit like march of the stormtroopers in a way yeah. especially when it's like when AC Milan's away fans all dress in black. And they all march together as a, like as one thousand people. Like, it's pretty ominous. It, it can yeah. be quite scary when you and it's it's a hell of a spectacle. Um, I've also been in that situation that you're sort of referring to for the Conference League final, not the one just gone, the, the one before when uh, when Roma beat beat Feyenoord. Um, Feyenoord did a full march up to the stadium, and I was I was there in Albania, and I was stood out in front. Like they had a full banner across the front. They had they'd like had high vis jackets, balaclavas. They had choreographed singing. It was quite intimidating. A lot of flares, and I was at the front filming the entire thing. And people were giving me very funny looks. But mm. I was like, "This is I really want this footage. I will fight for it." Um, <laughs> I'll fight you come, for this footage. Yeah. Didn't, didn't come to it. It was fine. Um, but hell of a spectacle. Just incredible. Yeah. Like if people haven't seen that sort of thing, it's amazing. It's mental. And I think like the the particular for me anyway. The, the gravity of it in terms of it was first and second Hamburg derby Hamburger versus you know mm. St Pauli it was like proper like helicopters in the sky that's the thing that gets me that happened when it was Napoli and Milan in the Champions League when I was there low flying helicopters above you and you just hear that woof, 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 woof. and then you hear all the like flares popping off and chants in the corner it's just like the atmosphere is crazy um, yeah. so did you see the Daniel Hoya Fernandez ridiculous own goal then is that was that yeah. one right yeah yeah mental <laughs> absolutely mental I'm so sorry for him it was oh mental oh my god in that game as well like but um the atmosphere was in, insane absolutely incredible we were over kind of not far from the Hamburg uh, away fans and honestly I've never seen anything like at a display you know the amount of flares they had like the game had it was like we had to wait for the f smoke from the flares to pass and the noise they made and like the flares were like giving off blue smoke black smoke white smoke in like the right it was just oh, a nice. really impressive stand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It looked nice. Yeah. Uh, the St. Pauli had their own thing going on on the other end of the stadium, but like, anyway, amazing trip. Celebration cards haven't been talked about uh, on this podcast. It's a time for celebrations. What's your favourite celebration? Mine is what, probably uh, the Malteser one. Oh, I thought you meant it's a goal scoring <laughs> celebration. Everyone did. <laughs> yeah. That's the plot twist. Um, probably the Malteser one. Um, uh, the multi one is really good. Hang on, let me just get the old celebrations up here. Let's have they definitely look. have Galaxy and Galaxy Caramel too, I think. They do. Uh, they have Milky Way uh, and Malteser, which I think are the best two. Mars Bars and Snickers, well, they're classics. They're always the ones left. Bounties, are they gone now? I used to love Wee Bounty, you know. Kind of controversial. I don't like, one, but... I don't, don't like, don't like coconuts, so not for me. But yeah, I think it's still in there. Um, yeah, Mars, Mars bar is solid, isn't it? It's just it's always left over because it's while it's solid and you will eventually eat it. No one's leaping to eat the Mars bar one. Do you know what like, a Mars bar is actually great for? You let your tea; it has to still be hot, but it can't be so hot that you're gonna it's gonna burn your mouth. But you put the Mars bar one in your mouth, and then you drink your tea, and it melts with the tea. Uh, okay. Mars bar actually works well with that. I generally do that when there's a few left at the end. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I dro I've dropped them in a hot chocolate before, the little mini ones, and that okay. that goes that goes really well. I've also deep fried one. Uh, well, not me personally, but obviously taken a Mars bar into the fish and chip shop and um and had it deep fried. What do you mean? You sorry, which... sorry. You took it in to get it deep fried. They don't just stock them. You don't order it. Uh, so they'll deep fry anything you take in. This uh this fish and chip like anything. I never got past Mars bar because I think I nearly had a heart attack when I had it. Could they but deep they, fry they a they pizza? Will, they will deep fry and batter like pretty much anything you can take in. And so we we did used to take in random different wow. chocolate bars and stuff like that. Yeah, they'll do they'll do what you like. <laughs> there's definitely a short in that i've just thought of like a short see someone does this like i got messi's infamous pizza deep fried that's probably a shit yep. short but they'll, i'll iterate <laughs> on this there will be something. something something's getting deep fried soon um <laughs> you didn't need a short to do that <laughs> no something's getting fucking deep fried <laughs> um let's see celebration cards 
So Erling Haaland's big one there. 25 eighth is the top bid. Nine managers bidding four hours left going today. Currently 25 eighth, which is what, over 50k? 53,000 euros. Um, but in general, let's just talk about celebration cards as a whole, not just any specific ones. Nice. It's about time. We've wanted this for a long time, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. I'm just, I'm just thinking. I'm just, I should just want to need to have a look at a few because I've certainly seen um, like the Griezmann one, uh, Douglas Louise. They look quite cool. Is this like the, the answer to the NBA action shots? And I'm going to put action there in uh, in air quotes. The action shots, yeah. as in something a little bit more dynamic. Um, yeah, they'd also be not... special in terms of like collection bonuses, won't they? And I do think they yeah. look lovely. I love the like glossiness to them or something. They look, they really pop. Yeah, they do. They look cool. Um, it's not something that I typically go for, um, but there's obviously a demand for it and obviously a market for it, and some people really love it. Like, to be fair, like I thought the Liverpool away jersey editions um, with the kind of like with the, the white and green top, and then it had the kind of matrixy <coughs> effect on it. I mm. thought they were really cool as well. So, like, I think anything you can do to kind of visually mix it up a little bit is really important as you get through the season. So, I'm glad that they're they're. they're they're flexing their muscles there because they, they really mm. do need to do that. They've got some really talented people that can design this stuff. Like you've got to make the most of that. Do, do you know what I'd love? I would love, well, sorry. First off, I had a look and saw, are there any Irish players in celebrations? And there's not. If Evan Ferguson was there, I'm buying the card. Simple as that. Yep. Just because I want it. Um, what about like tops of leaderboards and podiums? Like actually saying, in the, like this week coming, top place gets a star celebration card. Like that's really fun. As long as the card is also good at SO5. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, it has to be a star card. So, like, if we go to auction celebration, like, who here would probably be in the star pool? I don't know. Rashford Fernandez wouldn't be. Saka? Pedri? Yeah. yeah. Trippier? Is he tier one star? Griezmann? Haaland has celebrations. Do you know what I mean? Like, in terms of limited under 23 for the week, give away one of those. I mean, I don't know how many of them they're actually doing, by the way. That's the other side. Like, how many celebration cards does each player get? Yeah, no. I'm not sure. I, I just loaded up the page looking at that Harlem one, and really, what what I actually would bid more for is the um, you know, uh, the Erling Haaland face at the end of the Tottenham game where he's going mad at Simon yeah. Hooper, the referee. Stick that on a card, mate. I'll pay double for that. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. I love Pedri's card with the wee goggles. It's kind of fun, and imagine like I'd love to win a division with that. You know, it is fun. It's cool um, when people look at the leaderboard and they see you've got that. Like that's. That's got a, a nice element to it. And even like Takafusa Kubo, like if he goes and becomes incredible, he has been scoring pretty well, hasn't he? Don't know if he's dropped off a bit, yeah. but he was he was top under 23 forward for a while there. Not top, but he was up there. It's a cool wee celebration, you know. I like a few of the unique ones. Some of them have obviously just went like super generic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. pointing at themselves or clenching their fists. But some of them are a wee bit more like, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice. Paulinho is probably having a baby. He's sucking his thumb, you know. Oh, that's nice. Gustavo Hamer. I don't know if he's like shooting heroin or something. Oh no, he's pointing at a tattoo with a name. <laughs> uh, do you know what I mean? I didn't know what redacted, he's trying to get redacted, at there. Redacted, redacted, <laughs> not edited. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, what's big man doing there? Uh, I think he's pointing at a name on his arm. Um, Darwin Nunes. I think the Griezmann one's fun because it's you know everyone knows that that's such like a semi iconic, isn't it? Or iconic? Would it? Yeah. Is that celebration iconic? Yes or no? Is iconic too um, strong? His what? His like cool thingy. Um, yeah, but he's not. It's 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 semi iconic because I don't think he's the only one that does it. But I do associate it very heavily with him. With him, like was it like World I, Cup twenty eighteen or something? When when did he do that? There was a time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was him. around that time. But I just feel like Neymar's done that as well. Yeah, but I th I associate it with Griezmann. But I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, lots of footballers okay. have big calves, but Grealish is big calf guy. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's call it at least semi iconic. But yeah. Semi. Yeah. Um. Anyway, celebration cards. I love them. I also love the. Um, I just love the fact that there was the Liverpool away cards, and then there was like the celebration cards. I love the variations. I love the difference. I love the fact that like. Just more variations, because I always, I've said that on the podcast before, if I go to manager sales and go to card edition, like away kit, celebration, there's champion edition cards, we have early ambassador, game week 200 editions, legends, normal ticket editions, player editions, player of the year, rookie series, I know you can get like, almost like a paradox of choice here, but like, I really do like that a lot of these are like pretty exclusive and hard to get. 
and I just think that yeah. it, it's much nicer from a collectible standpoint. Like even I have a wee limited Chavi Simons from PSG, a champion edition, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, that is nice. I do wonder, like, so for us, we've obviously we know that we know that we've been on the game years, and we know that all of these cards, although they all look different and the variety is nice, we obviously know that they all perform the same. Yeah. Um, do you do you ever wonder if like a new person comes on and then goes and takes a look at Danny Perejo and there's like eight versions of him, including like a, a ticket stub version, and they wonder like, what well, is one better than the other? Uh, obviously, XP does make cards better than the other, but like, is it a bit bewildering? That there's like eight eight versions of a card, and they're like, well, I don't know which one to pick. But like, well, it doesn't matter which one you pick. Pick the cheapest one, obviously. Yeah. Um, but are they a bit like, well, what's the difference? And the answer literally is, there's a nice design on one. Yeah. But who knows? I don't know. Um, who knows? I mean, if you do buy a special one, you obviously get more of a collection bonus. But again, this leans into the conversation around is the game too complex to scale? You know. I yeah, mean, I yeah, for yeah. All of, of course, us, it's nice of having collector edition. But I hear your point. Are not collectors like collectible versions. Um, anyway, will we answer some questions? Yeah, sure. Was there something else? Uh, notes. Yeah, I moved into super rare. That was it. I actually have it written here. You moved into super rare. How's that going? <laughs> not great. No. <laughs> no, but I can laugh about it, so it's fine. Like when you say you moved into super rare, when I look at your gallery, you've bought two super rares in the last sort of month or so. I've, well, I've, in the last couple of months, I've essentially bought. Oh, since we like, spoke, like, yeah. like like twelve or something like that. So I, I I think I used to have one or two. I I got a couple in um yeah super super rare kickoff uh, really early on when only about two hundred people entered. One of them got relegated in Austria, so he's bloody useless now. Um, mm. but yeah, I've got fourteen in total. But anyway, I made the step to actually like, and by super rare step, I mean I'm chasing the threshold. So I bought a super rare goalkeeper, mm. and I. And I, I went for it. And um, I've only hit the threshold once so far in about seven genuine attempts, which is quite a poor hit rate, especially mm. considering, like, on on rare, I'm about one in two. Yeah. Uh, or like, so I thought that would be the same. I really did. I really did forget how how different it is. Yeah. You, know, you, need, you, need, you need the choice. Like, having one goalkeeper is a disaster, you know? And, and it's in Passy from Rodez, and he actually got sent off about a month ago. And... Mm. So that's he wiped that game week and then couldn't play the next one. So there's two of your opportunities gone. You don't have an alternative. And if he's got a bad matchup, if he's away to top of the league, you just have to suck it up and pray. And it's 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 not a situation I'm used to being in mm. as someone who has had somewhere between three and seven rare goalkeepers for a year and a half. And, you know, as many limited goalkeepers as you really want, because you can just buy one if you need one. Mm. So being locked into basically one goalkeeper and one forward and then mixing and matching the other three between defenders and midfielders, I must admit. I underestimated how difficult this would be with just the one goalkeeper. And while it hasn't really come off yet, the good thing, of course, is that I've got forever to mm. uh, to realise this potential, and it will it will it will come, and I will steadily build. But it's been it's been weird to be dropped back in at the wrong end of this game. Yeah, and being like, you've got one goalkeeper. Good luck, mate. And just as I made the move, they pushed the scores up to 280 and brought in the captaincy and the XP again on the cap modes. Yeah, and I do think I do think that's made it harder. Um, particularly if your cards are sort of three percent, four percent, which if you're buying cheap on cheapest on the market, let's be honest, that's what it's going to be. You need yeah. time with those cards to build that XP. Again, that's made it a touch harder. <clears throat> mm. I've missed out every now and then by you know, fifteen points or something, and I'm like, if that card was, if those five cards were eight percent, we might be talking about a different story here. Yeah. So it's been tough, but. <sighs> I don't know. I've still enjoyed the challenge. I mean, that's the whole point of it, right? And, and yeah. when I did hit the threshold, oh, goodness me! I'd say you were buzzing. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I've. Awesome. Um, I don't know how often I hit it, but I, I feel your pain in terms of like you, you do need a few options. Forwards is always my bottleneck. I'm very, I'm not very tempted, but I was tempted to try and stretch for like the. This is a bit mental. This is almost sad because it's not even for the super rare threshold. Boniface, I've seen YNWA was selling them, and I have Ezekiel Palacios super rare. I have Florian Verts rare. I have Hurideki super rare. But like if I'd Hurideki, Palacios and Boniface's super rares, you're not far away from getting like a proper bitching champion Europe kind of team there. Anyway, moving on. Definitely. Definitely. The um, Cap 240, I thankfully have a couple of keepers to just choose from. Usually it's Kuk or um, Kuke or whatever and Hurideki. But now with Toblesen coming in, he's actually like a decent 
cap 240 option if he is a good fixture but I'm, I'm having i have the luxury of the thing you don't which is i've had cards for fucking ages that have like and have options do you know what i mean like i've been using the likes of uh samuel chukwesi recently a lot yeah. l15 of yeah. 38 at the minute but like if he pops up with a goal priceless do you know he's really really good to have there you know like a wee bubakari sumari you know getting yep. game time at Sevilla a couple of DMPs in a row um, at the minute but like I used him for a few weeks and I've just got these guys who kind of come in and come out you know, we Omari are we Arthur Fiate are we Rafael Ayai I just want Thorsvet who could be a decent option there um, I also want a Giovanni Hag at that Rodeth that, that club Rodez or yep, Rodeth yep. yeah well yeah that's, that's who um, my keeper plays for uh, and passing yeah. plays for Rodez yeah so I have like options which is it's great because you see hitting that it's some buzz hitting the, the super rare threshold because yep. it's a chunk yep. of change it really is yeah it is and so yeah look it is it is what it is it's like it's it's hard they've, they've made it difficult and it's, it's probably right that it's it's difficult because it's a lot of money um you have to stump up a lot like moving in and basically putting a grand down for a goalkeeper <laughs> is a absolutely yeah. horrific like genuinely horrific experience mm-hmm. um and i remember buying my first rare goalkeeper and he actually also got relegated out of austria so that was a nightmare as well like it, it's it, it feels like it goes wrong more than it goes right with that sort of stuff but you just need you need the depth you need the options so you can mix and match and initially you are going to be hamstrung a little bit and so you need to i, I should have tempered my expectations a little bit more but i'm not i you know i'm not feeling deterred I'm, I'm, and it's it's fine i'm enjoying the challenge i just have to i just have to wait and keep and keep going mm. yeah i've seen there a bit of quick mass looking at your gallery there's a couple of players you traded that i have no idea what they're worth but i mean you're talking i'd say around th- two and a half three grand minimum you've spent so win it 10 times and you've more or less paid it back kind of sure sure easy easy i mean Something yeah like I, I don't know we'll see i mean I'm, i my plan at the moment is like i've got my cards i've got like 12 usable ones i'll see it through to end of february on those and then when hopefully when the america prices push up a little bit i'm gonna sell my yamar rare my pomacal rare like anything i've got in america i'll just sell at what i hope is a peak price hmm. try and create another 400 500 quid and and then go and try and find another forward maybe or, or see, see where i am but like again i can sort of steadily steadily go at it and chip away at it and build the depth it doesn't have to happen mm. inside two months i can take all year if i want to well good luck let's hope you keep winning well, some thanks. some thresholds um andy laird <laughs> wants to know if you could be on a weekly show with two other people where you discuss players whose situations could improve the near term who would you choose this is a funny joke because he asked this to harry last week too yeah uh quinny and Tekas. Okay, there we go. Uh, <laughs> there's your answer. Moving on. Uh, Chani says, knowing Sam loves a bit of Granada football, how well will Brian Zaragoza do at Bayern? And could he? who who could he replace in the starting 11 long term? I've seen a few people saying this is the beginning of the end for Nabry. Yeah, I've seen Chani say that, I think. Um, was it him? I've seen I, it I think, once or twice. I think, I think Chani was him, one yeah. of them. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know what's going on there, but if, if, um, if someone's vacating a spot, and there's been talk about Leroy Sané as well, hasn't there? You know, um, yeah, seen him potentially like moving. Yeah, moving like you know, I've seen a few City fans going. I'd take him back. I'd take him back. Um, he's in a better place than he was when he left Man City, that's for sure. Uh, Sané left, so that's not hard. Is so good right now on so rare, and I am yeah. so happy. Like, not to like jump in and talk too much, right? That's what I typically do. I bought that card off Quinny. In 2022, so well, it was nearly two years ago, it was the start of 2022, for five and a half grand, right? Now, call me a Muppet and you'd be right. Five and a half grand. I am, I've bought the, I've spent the most money ever on a rare Leroy Sani. I'm going to pull this up the screen just so people can see it. Now, you can't see it, Sam. Um, you just have to take my word. I bought the most expensive Leroy Sani rare ever off Quinny. Five and a half thousand. And I won nothing. Or like very little for a long time. But now we're starting to win a few things. I say that and I look and he actually hasn't won me a hell of a He has, he's won me a few this season. And I just don't want... See if he goes somewhere now and like... Pepperlets or something. I'll snap. Yeah, yeah, that would be a nightmare. Well, look, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they've got plenty of left-wingers right now. So... Don't need to worry about that one too much, maybe, but we'll have to see. Now, this is the joy of the game and the, and the mm. transfer windows. But, um, but yeah, uh, Zaragoza, he's, I mean, look, he's a, he's a really strange story. Um, I've written a piece for Scouted Football on him, and I've just, just spent 
a portion of today writing a piece for ESPN on him as well because people keep asking me like so what's his deal and I'm like I'm still not even sure myself and I think I've probably seen every minute he's played he's 22 years of age and he has just just broken into first team football and at the end of last season he was not trusted to play in the second division for Granada like he was an impact so he made six starts last year in the second division that is it and he had 26 appearances off the bench they didn't trust him tactically. They didn't trust him defensively. He just got the ball and he just dribbled and ran straight forward into the box and did stuff. And they were like, okay, as an impact sub, but as an actual like tactical footballer, you are so far off the level. Mm. And now, but like, then that was all the way up until like basically the end of May. And then he played three games at the end of May that got Granada three wins and won the title. And now he's the best player in the team in the, in the top division. And now Bayern have bought him for 15 million euros. And it's like, so, oh, so what's the secret? And I'm like, I literally have no idea. He, he couldn't get in the team in the second division in March. Yeah, he couldn't yeah. get in the team in the second division. And it's like the, the rise is incredible. And he's like, he's amazing fun to watch. Yeah. And he's one of, the, he's one of those players. <coughs> he's rapid. He's absolutely ridiculously fast. If anyone doesn't know anything about him, go and watch the two goals he scored against Barcelona in October, which got him um, got him called up to the Spanish national team. And he became Granada's first Spanish national representative for 50 years that's how rare it is for a, for that club to have a spanish international um he's so fast it is ridiculous it's like he floats across the pitch mm. um and stylistically he's not like bruno fernandez at all but like you know in the way that bruno has like a really poor pass completion percentage gives the ball away a ton because everything he tries is like well, this is this is either going to be an assist or I'm going to give the ball away. There's yeah. no like safe it's passing. Bold. Yeah. So yeah. So but Brian is the same. Like he gets the ball, he dribbles straight at you into the box. You do it ten times, you get three assists and seven giveaways, and there's no in between. Yeah. And it's it's genuinely like it keeps you on the edge of your seat. You've no idea what's about to happen. It could be amazing. It could be terrible. It's brilliant. Fuck Bayern because <laughs> you got plenty of chances. So you'll probably get ten chances drawn into the box a game of Bayern. So you'll get three assists. Yeah. Yeah, so he's staying at Granada for the rest of the season on loan. Um, he's he's declined the early move, and mm. then um, and then they can assess it from there. So I mean, he's got a hell of a lot of growing to do because, like, literally up until the age of twenty two, he's he's not really been professional footballer. Mm. He's a very 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 late breakout. He's a very unique case, I would say, in the current landscape. Jerm wants to know when your, is your step by step jersey framing video from the goat. <laughs> So the jersey framing is all done by my wife. Uh, I'm really bad at that sort of stuff. I'm I don't terrible. know how you. I, yeah, so it's it's just that kind of like I can barely drill a hole in the wall. Like, and so for me to be able to put up a shirt like without any creases and for it to look really really nice mm. and neat is it's a big ask for me. So I I do ask my wife to do it, and she's clearly very good at it. Um, and yeah, we'll launch a, a YouTube channel. Um, I'll speak to I'll speak to. Mm to alex um about it maybe as a as a usp uh, mm. i know he's always looking to to, to to work with new creators well how about sam's wife's shirt framing tutorials i mean sounds viral yeah that's got to be what <laughs> one million subscribers in the first month minimum right yeah yeah I'd alex so. if you're listening let me know alex won't be listening <laughs> he might i think he does he does listen at sometimes um i think the thing with the shirt frame is i tried to do it once years ago and it was just wrinkled and horrible and really stressed mm. me out so now i would just i think pay for like i'd try and get it to come to me framed so it, that is very expensive basically oh, it's like I, I i can certainly understand the appeal because that's exactly where i went to i was like well i'll just get someone else to do it um so these frames behind me they're probably about 40 quid off amazon it comes with a piece of card you wrap the shirt tightly around mm. it and then stick it to the back with tape so it like just yeah that and it's like nice and pristine and then you just cord tie it to the to the, to the frame um that's about 40 quid and about 20 minutes of hassle an actual proper job i'm thinking i mean the last time i checked it was like 120 150 quid oh, like okay, three, so three four times the price so you know, if oh, Rachel yeah. is okay is okay with helping me out, then I'd rather save the money. <laughs> yeah, twenty minutes of hassle for a hundred quid, you take it. Yeah. Um, Connor Aspel wants to know what your thoughts are on market credits and how they affect the economy. Is so rare. So they're throwing out market credits a lot these days in promos, aren't they? They seem to be. Yeah, I don't. So it, I don't really know how to answer this question because I don't. I don't tend to look at that sort of thing. But this is this is something that they've done 
to essentially replace. So I've done a couple of like affiliate ones. videos, right? Where the, I think they're replacing the. God, I should really know this, but it's changed a lot recently, and it's kind of chopping and changing. And I think it is different. I think some people still have card rewards. I think you can still get a card reward for referring, but t- take all of what the current offers are out of it. Ultimately, they're giving out market credits, and it's based off like if you sign up and enter a team into like the Premier League or La Liga or Bundesliga like three week special or the La Liga or Bundesliga three week special ones. I think if you sign up, you have to buy a limited card to enter it in like the kickoff tournament or whatever. They're going to give you twenty dollars of credit, something like that. Yeah. It is very. I'll I'll tell you this. Like the fact that I am like an affiliate and I. I still find this confusing. I find it really hard to word concisely. The uh-huh. old sign-up offer was very easy to sign people up. Sign up and get a free card. Done. Yep. These cards are selling for loads of money. Sign up and get a free card. Whoa, sign up and get a free card. Whereas now, you kind of have this like, sign up and you'll get 50% back of everything you spend up to 40 euros and spend on the primary market. You know, you know when... I don't even. I think it was along the lines of that, but it's like it just yeah. gets quite convoluted from like a sales snappy liner. Yeah. Um, but what I will say, and I was like, I don't know what this says. But like, if I we take out, really it. ultimately they're giving out credit to spend on the market. That's the crux of the matter, right? So if we take it back to that, I do think giving out credit to spend on cards in the market, you're giving out credit to buy cards off the market, as opposed to giving cards that people will inevitably list to the market. So you yes. could say that you're giving away something that should should take cards from the market as opposed to giving something that will add cards to the market. But ultimately, what a lot of people will probably do, but not everyone, will be spend the credit to get a card and then try and sell the card and withdraw that money or spend that money elsewhere. So I don't know, but I think from like a market dynamic perspective, I can see why they've done it. They're trying to create like upward pressure as opposed to downward pressure they're, they're trying to create buying pressure as opposed to selling yes and i think it's much easier then if you just get your credit to then just like they've got instant buy and it's like yeah oh i'll buy him, him and and, him. and, and, and like obviously we all talk all the time and all bleat on about like you're oversupplying the market you're oversaturating the market and in one of their recent announcements they were like they kind of addressed it didn't they they were like look we can't slow down supply this is how we make money and they were like more direct with that communication than they ever have been in the entire Soviet history. They were basically telling us to stop moaning and telling us to stop talking about this. Like, we're not going to do that. Stop talking about it. That's kind of how it came off to me. And so while they can't necessarily slow down the supply on auctions and stuff, they are obviously create, trying to create a little structure here where they're no longer, where they're, they're flooding less. Yeah. You know, they give you money instead of a card and then they give you that option there to buy that card with a slightly inflated price and and, and it, it, you know as instant buy done easy. You know, don't spend your time bidding. You know, it I can see where they're coming from. I think I yeah. like the idea, but I as you well know John, I, I mean I couldn't even do the math you were doing earlier about figuring out the value of a coin. So I, I definitely don't know if this is a good idea or not financially yeah like connor's asked the question fair play to him but like i'm not an economist i don't actually really know how it's going to affect the economy i can only hypothesize that it's going to make like more the cards idea. come off the market yeah i think it's better than giving out cards that no one wants because they're tier fives and tier fours or whatever yeah um sam how do you scout players i'll tell you how i scout players i use so rare data the sponsors <laughs> of this podcast thank you for tearing me up for that daniel drc52 so rare data i use it every week to build my lineups I use it every week to scout, to check prices, to check historic scores, to check if players are good value, to build concept squads to see if I want to buy players, to do all that stuff. Scouting is really intuitive on it. It's all great. And using the link below or code John Ellis, you can get 72 hours free. That's three days of their star membership to try it all for yourself. So sign up now using the link below or code John Ellis. And let me say ho, ho, ho for Christmas. That was a good plug, wasn't it? That wasn't bad, yeah. I thought you'd yeah. forgotten. I I, just, I need to stop. I actually need to stop because every week I say the same fucking shit, but I feel obliged to say it in case it's someone new listening. Yes. But the people who listen to this every week know that I go, I actually do use it every week. And then after I say that, I'll go, and I know every week that I say that I do, I do this every <laughs> week. Anyway, honestly, I do. Um, yeah, how do you scout players? Oh well, I uh, I ask. I was yeah. I just sent a DM to Harry Trades. <laughs> Who's yeah, good, yeah. mate? Who's good? <laughs> <laughs> He'll usually come up with something. 
um no i mean i watch a ton of football anyway right um just for the job as a journalist yeah um as an analyst like i just i just watch a, a load um so rare has definitely taken me into some very strange places um that i've never been before like russia and denmark and stuff like that but i'm i'm fine with that i'm actually happy with that um and i quite like buying players from different leagues and then kind of branching out into that into it mm. via that like last Thursday, I was sat there watching Dinamo Zagreb play Astana at 3 p.m. on a Thursday. Now, lucky for me, I, I can do that on a Thursday. My schedule's free then. Um, but I was really watching because of Josip Misic, and he was the captain of my 240 team. I was mm. like, okay, well, I'm going to watch this one then. And the truth is, is that once, you're, once you've been wrapped into this game and once you've bought a couple of rogue cards, you end up watching them, and then you end up seeing someone else that you're like, oh, he's quite good. And then you just, you know, pop his name into Zero Data and you go, oh, that's mm. not bad. And then suddenly you've got him, right? Yeah. And then that's it. And, and it's kind of like a vicious cycle, but I hesitate to use the word vicious because it's not vicious at all. I love it. Um, but it's it's kind of something that just keeps going and going and going. So I've always yeah. been open to watching all sorts of football. Um, and the fact that I support Granada and they got relegated to the second division in Spain meant that I just watched a fair bit of that. That led me to those, t- that led me to those players, those teams, Turkey, Russia, Denmark, I'm, you know, I'll watch anything, really. Mm. Uh, anything, I don't, the only thing I don't do is anything in America because it's on too late for me. My bedtime is yeah. pretty much off 10 p.m. on the dot nowadays, mate. I'm getting on. So mm. um, the truth is I'm just I'm just always watching, always watching random players. So Rare has had an influence in that. And I'm always plugging people's names into So Rare Data. This isn't an extension of John's plug, but I just am. I'm just constantly checking names in there. Yeah. It'll always be like if I see a player or think of a player like if I'm watching a game and he stands out I'll go and check like oh what's he like what's his scores like what's he like in the past when's it, what's his price been like has he spiked in the past has he done something before well like where's he come from like yeah it's actually it's even to the point now where like usually you would google a player's name um and you'd be like oh who's he from like go and look at his wikipedia page or something yeah transfer and, mark you know, that I use a good and bit. I was and I was but now I'm like now I'm just I'm like I was again I was watching Zagreb and they've got this this Japanese winger Kaneka Kaneko um, and I'd never seen him play. And I was like, who the hell is that? So I stuck him in Sora Data, and not only is he clearly very good, but I saw that he came from the Japanese team. Um, it's like Cons- Consolo Sapporo. Sapporo yeah, Sapporo or something. Consadole yeah, Sapporo. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't watch J-League, J so apologies for butchering that one. But like, I was like, oh, okay. So he was there in the summer, and then he moved over. And it's like, Christ, I'm now learning about players' trajectories and histories. Mm. And also, by the way, he not only is he banging for Dinamo Zagro, but he's also banged in, in Asia as well. So... Um, turns out it's quite a good card. Okay, mm. cool. Just learned all of that in four seconds. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm actually going to look him up very quickly. I was going to say, like, in terms of the um, Kaninko. Okay, big man. Big man scores okay, doesn't he? Okay, yeah. 292s on the bounce. Consistent yeah. so that, as those, well. Those are the first two Zagreb games I've watched this year, and, and he wow. was unbelievable in both. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and um, is that because I was watching Misic? Mm so it's just it just keeps going it just keeps going to answer your question who's the most exciting player you've discovered through playing so rare and why is that league the Danish Superliga or yeah so why what's the most exciting league or players so for me it's like boring answers but it's the truth like two and a half years ago now I bought Jeremy Doku when he was in Adderlecht and I followed him through Ren, and now look what he's doing at Man City like that's fucking exciting like he is probably the most exciting player that I bought early doors he was always very highly thought of even back then um but even just like again i'm just looking at cards that i've had over two years that are now just like almost like so rare household names to an extent um it's like max kakari arthur fiate jean-claire tadebo smashing aa there like that kind of we trio there i bought in around the same time just pretty much back to back some of my first super rares um I'm just scrolling. Like it was random play. I was so gutted for Sharon got injured. Florian Verts I've known about for years. Bought him over two and a half years ago. But I mean, that he isn't. I'm not saying, for example, like he wasn't known then. He's been known for a long time. But I mean, to the wider footballing world, I mean, within the so rare landscape, we know all these guys. But you need mm. to remember, like my mates haven't heard of any of them. Do you know what I mean? That's you need to yeah. try and compare yeah. to. Kamal Sulemana. I'm kind of gutted how he's went. I thought he was so like just blistering excitement when I first saw him playing. Um, yeah. He's he's injured till the new year now as well. Yeah, I saw that, which is heartbreaking because he was just starting to become useful for me. He um, was, yeah. Great, great L15 for those cat yeah. modes. And yeah. then, I mean, like, you know, there's I don't know, there's other ones after that, but I'll not bore everyone. Like, you know, I have, like, 
I've had Jude Bellingham for a long time, but I mean Jude Bellingham's been known since he was at Birmingham, so it's not even it's not like so rare showed me him. Gakpo was known for a long time before he was even like the World Cup and the Liverpool transfer. Gakpo was just so good uh, yeah. when he was in the Eredivisie. But anyway, uh, next question. I don't know the answer. Will Will rivals mode open during Christmas? No idea. Uh, where do you order your frames? And can you? You've already answered that for Paul Mercroft. Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> um, Colette Dottieth does very funny things every week and answers ask questions that I keep going to ask, but they make no sense. And I avoided last week's. I think, but it's like, has anyone really been far even as decided to use even go want to do look more like? It's Is actually that not a, one of those things. It's really messy with your head when you read it. Yeah, I read that earlier and I also just <clears> didn't get it. Uh, is that one of those things where, you know, when they say, like, if you type these three words into your keyboard and then let predictive text do the rest and you just hit the middle on the predictive word mm. over and over and over, maybe he's just doing that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. But it just comes out with nonsense. It, it does mess with my head reading it because I feel like I'm reading something that's real, but equally I'm reading something that's absolute bollocks. Yeah. Um, Sam, it's been a pleasure. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. I just no, wish everyone a Merry Christmas. It's not Christmas yet, but yes, I hear you. This is my chance. Yeah, fair, fair. I've been a bit of a Scrooge there, aren't I, really? Like, stop wishing people Merry Christmas too early on my podcast. <laughs> John doesn't even have his Christmas tree up yet, and I've Shit. got a Christmas hat on. I meant to do a drunk... I do drunk casts every Christmas. I haven't even thought of this week. This year's one. Oh, no. You better get a Santa hat for that, mate. I have to organise a bloody drunk cast, aren't I? Haven't done that. I'm gonna have to get three or four people on for. I haven't even thought of the drunk cast. <gasps> right, ping me on Twitter with who you want the drunk cast. If you're here and I still listen to this, even though we've told you it's the end, you're a diehard. Let me know who you want the drunk cast. Sam, it's been a pleasure. They can find you at S Tag Football on Twitter. Um and yeah, and, and the else. others and the others. Nope. All right. See you later. <laughs>